Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. Yes, 8.06 Central African time, uh, that time of the morning where we joined by our very own uh, Sheikh Fahim. Yes, uh, we talk about, uh, you know, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When he gave the message of La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, he did it with so much of diplomacy, so much of tact, so much of provocation. But Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stayed, you know, cool, calm and collected. Perhaps you and I, when we engage in a, a discussion or a debate, and uh, we lose our cool, we get emotional, instead of painting Islam in a beautiful, tranquil uh, manner like how Nabi Karim Wasallam did, we, oh, we paint a picture that gives the opposition the fuel to fire, or give the opposition added uh, you know, impetus to go, say, I leave the Muslims, you know, leave them alone, always emotional, you see how they behave, they're not like us, cool, you know. But Alhamdulillah, uh, Sheikh Afahim is here with us uh, this morning, Diplomacy in Dawah, that's the topic he's going to discuss with us. Sheikh Fahim, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell us, how are you doing this a beautiful morning? Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Brother Shafat, to you and to the listeners, alhamdulillah, even in that, with the dua of our parents and our well wishes, we're doing fine, alhamdulillah. Sheikh Fahim, the topic I think very pertinent because during these times many of us would like to do dawah, would like to engage others, but at times when you know we get uh, they get provocative, we lose our cool, we get emotional, and sometimes we don't have the substance or we don't even have uh, the knowledge to engage others. Uh, we're giving you the next uh, ten minutes uh, to uh, you know discuss this topic, diplomacy in dawah, Sheikh Fahim. Bismillah. Once again, a, a very, very pertinent uh, topic you have selected by the Shafat and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you because these uh, important topics in itself is a means of da'wah. Now, sometimes the word da'wah scares uh, our very Muslims because the assumption is that they have to stand and deliver a talk. Uh, but I always tell people that da'wah uh, is a Muslim in action uh, practicing Islam that is a da'wah in itself, that is an advert of Islam. And sometimes da'wah can simply be you driving your vehicle and seeing the traffic and a non-Muslim waiting for a gap that you cannot get and you being the person to flash the headlights to say go, just in your Muslim attire, just paint a positive light to say wow, that to the person who sees that hold on, so many of my own non-Muslim brothers saw me and didn't give me a gap, but here's a Muslim, uh, I can see that it's a Muslim, and this is why it's important for us to uh, to identify ourselves as Muslim, and we say, wow, maybe people were wrong, uh, because here's a kind Muslim who's given me this gap, and that creates a perception in people. So Dawah works in so many different ways, uh, you know, even just walking on the streets and just smiling as the sunnah of the Prophet, alayhi salatu was salam, uh, even though you don't have to make salam to somebody and saying good morning, uh, good day to you, sir, good day to you, um, that's just a da'wah. And that's part of diplomacy. Now, when we say diplomacy, uh, the fundamentalists out there, uh, they lose their cool already because the assumption is diplomacy is conformity. Uh, that means that we're suspending our belief system in order to assimilate to uh, the societal beliefs out there, and that's incorrect. 
And there's no greater example of diplomacy than in the Sunnah of Rasulullah Because when we notice that the word da'wah is mentioned in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls to hikmah, not just knowledge. Hikmah is another level above knowledge. Uh, anyone can be knowledgeable. Any, everybody knows things. But to be able to put that knowledge into practice, that's wisdom. You know, knowledge is, is, is knowing that you have to go on a journey, but hikmah is knowing how to prepare for that journey. And so, likewise, when we speak about diplomacy in da'wah, uh, it's not about conforming to the ideals of the non-Muslims around there, but it's about finding uh, the commonalities uh, within our society in order for us to spread the message. And again, when we look at the sunnah of Rasulullah uh, for instance, uh, you know, there, there are many, many examples, but let's just take uh, example, the Tushtu al-Madina or the Sahifa al-Madina, something that many Muslims don't realize, known as the covenant of al-Madina. And the Prophet والسلام, came to Madina to al-Munawwara, uh, and he became the de facto leader without even asking for it. Uh, he initially, you know, realized that they were warring tribes uh, between the Aus and the Hazrat and the other existing tribes. And then on top of that, you had the Jews, the Banu Quraira, the Sainuka, and as well others. And these people were all benefiting from the wars uh, between the Arab tribes. And so the Messenger Ali came up with what can be regarded as one of the great constitutions of the world way before its time, in which he brought together very, very diplomatically, uh, inculcating the new Muslims who are now part of this uh, constituency in Medina, and he brings together everyone, all their needs and necessities, without them having to give up their freedom. And he doesn't force, like Rahafuddin, he doesn't say, I'm the de facto leader now, accept Islam or die, which is uh, the notion uh, that is propagated, uh, you know, by by the non-Muslim world and the false media out there, the deceptive media out there. And he even offers protection to the Jewish people, subhanAllah. And, and this is something that is recorded uh, in history. And he accords to each one their own responsibility. And he makes it very, very clear to the believers, to the disbelievers, what is everyone's role and responsibility, mutual respect, righteousness, justice, equality. Uh, and uh, subhanAllah, you know, it, it's just amazing that when Muslims in this day and age try to enter into any kind of diplomatic ties in order to spread Islam for da'wah, then you get these little fundamentalist lobbies who tell you that you are conforming and therefore you're out of the fall of Islam then what happens to the sunnah of Rasulullah in this case? Uh, another example would be uh, as a means of shikmah and the diplomacy of the Prophet would be in the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. The Muslims were of the opinion that they were en route to perform Umrah and everyone was just uh, in, the, in, the, in the, you know, attire, the haram. And what happened? They don't get their opportunity. Now, everyone is restless, and we all know that when you're dressed in a haram, there's only so much that you can do. It becomes very difficult, and they're allowed to. And then what happens is an emissary is sent, and what does the Prophet ﷺ do? He enters into negotiation with the kuffar. Why? 
Because when there's diplomacy in da'wah, you look at the bigger picture because there's wisdom at play. And the Messenger, alayhi salatu was salam, even though some big names and their companions were, we won't say upset, but it was beyond their spectrum of understanding. And so they got emotional about it. They couldn't understand. Why are we giving away so much to the kuffar that if our people go to them, then, you know, we, they don't want to return them to us. But if their people come to us without permission, we get to send them. That doesn't seem fair. But the wisdom beyond this particular point of the Prophet Ali was there was peace. And in, in this duration of peace, the Prophet Ali could send his emissaries far and beyond the Arab region. And so letters were reaching, you know, uh, Jerusalem, were reaching uh, kings uh, of, of various other regions. And the message of da'wah was flowing. And when we, you know, and you spoke about how people get emotional. This is one of the huge, huge stumbling blocks uh, when we come to the field of da'wah. Because whilst our Qur'an appeals very much to uh, the emotional rhetoric, it never ever asks us to be emotional beings. It always asks us to be rational beings. There are emotional forms of rhetoric where the Qur'an speaks about things about fear, about happiness, about love, about joy. These are words that appeal to our emotions. But when it asks us to be a, a person, to exercise something, it always asks us to be people of aql, people of intellect. The Quran, in my limited understanding, never ever once asked us to be emotional people. In fact, even when the topic of love and mahabba is brought in, kul in kuntum Allah, it immediately tells us, Sakkabi'uni, rather now use your intellect and follow. Therefore, or thereafter, it will lead to the topic uh, and lead you uh, to, uh, you know, the essence of love and so forth. So when we engage in da'wah, when we engage in this particular topic, losing our cool is one of the biggest detriments. And that only happens when we don't have the correct answers, we don't have the know-how, we don't know how to engage. You know, da'wah as a word itself uh, has so many different meanings. You know, in, in the field of debate, uh, da'wah is a premise, da'wah is your claim. Uh, but when we speak about the spreading of Islam, it's our message. And the message is not limited to the, you know, uh, to the ulama, uh, to the da'i even. Uh, every single one of us is responsible uh, for spreading this being. And it starts at home, it starts with our neighbors, it starts with simple gestures. Unfortunately, if we are going to be evil and wicked people, uh, you know, who, who worry about silly, pathetic things, like uh, my passing face, uh, uh, to the point that I will go and fight with my neighbor uh, because his car is parked in an area that's, you know, in my face without exercising. So this is not da'wah, this is counterproductivity. Uh, and diplomacy is a very, very important thing because we have the opportunity to remove the negative perceptions from people out there. When we look at social media and, and the, the diplomacy that is required in how we propagate our deen, it's very important. We have people with the name of Muhammad and Ahmed, and every second word that comes out on their social media is swearing, vulgarity, uh, you know, these uh, very pornographic images. Uh, and having a laugh, you know, and, and, and then Muslim, non-Muslims develop this idea that this is what Muslims believe in, this is what they associate us with. So we need to have 
a deep introspection and ask ourselves that how we portray ourselves in the community, in the public eye, is it productive or is it counterproductive to da'wah? Is this the diplomacy that is required of us? Would the Prophet Ali uh, you know, have accepted this? And also, uh, again, on the point that you mentioned in conclusion, Brother Shafa'a, uh, you know, we cannot use uh, personalities the likes of Sayyidina Umar bin Khattab as an excuse uh, for our anger and our emotion. Because mm. Sayyidina Umar bin Khattab if you look uh, at history, whenever he acted upon his, his emotion, and he said, Oh, Messenger, give me permission and I'll take off his neck. Show me one instance where the Prophet said, Okay, Omar, go ahead and do it. One instance. But whenever he acted in that or reacted in that manner, the Prophet showed that emotion should not overrule the leader. And rather, we should rethink the scenario. And this is what made him one of the great Amirs of his time, that when he became the Amir, he never acted in this manner. And people couldn't understand it. That when they would send the complaints to Umar al-Khattab, expecting a severe punishment, now he's a man who is thinking. Why? Because he had the best of teachers. He had the most diplomatic of teachers who used hikmah and wisdom when he did things. And subhanAllah, they don't come any greater than the sunnah of Rasulullah And if we stray from that and try to develop our own rational thinking independently, of the Quran and the Sunnah, then unfortunately, uh, we're in, you know, we, we're heading for, instead of da'wah, we're heading for detriment, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from that. I mean, I tell you people, Sheikh Fahim is really firing on all cylinders this morning. And, you know, he makes a very valid point uh, as a Muslim, especially in these times, you know, you find everyone aggressive, driving aggressively, but you got your topi on, you got your kurta on, and you're driving with a lovely Sunnah beard. And you just slow down and you let the person through and he gives you the lights, you know, the hazard light goes on. And you just give a smile and wave at them, you know, and make such a big difference. Knowledge and wisdom added will give, a, will add to refined propagation. He talks about Islam wasn't sp- uh, spread by the sword. And he reminded me of the Lacey O'Leary in 1929 wrote in his book that the most fantastic myth that ever was, that was ever spread was that Islam was, uh, was spread by the sword, which is a myth. And, you know, as Sheikh Fahim said, we are rational beings and not emotional. And don't use excuses of, you know, the pagan era or when Hazrat Umar was from uh, during the pagan era that, you know, you can have a temper, you can lose it. And, oh, no, no, Sheikh Fahim said when Hazrat Umar radiallahu became the caliph, he was cool, calm and collected, just like our Sheikh Fahim. Sheikh Fahim, just get closer to me. Yeah, I want to hug you now. You did a sterling <laughs> job this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your parting words this morning. Uh, well, parting words are as always, you know, you know, it, it, it's about time in this particular age that we live in that we as Muslims get down to the basic education, um, you know, remove all of the unnecessary rhetoric that has been uh, placed into the hearts and minds by, you know, Zaid Bakr and Amr and go back to what Allah and His Rasul said, go back to the traditional Islam, Follow your former Zahib, take the rulings of your ulama, and say, Amanna wa Fadakana. And you will see that peace that we're looking for is not very far. And Hayya ala salah and Hayya ala al-fala is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised us. Inshallah, it will be there. But let's do it with a little bit of wisdom 
Uh, let's do it a little bit of diplomacy as well. Inshallah, Sheikh Fahim, you go well. I'll talk to you in the near future. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, sir, people, time for us to go to the marketplace and get back. Abu Bakr that will be joining us on Muslim News. Broadcasting live from the East Rand, this is Sirius FM. 24 hours a day, sharing the peace and light of Islam. www.suriusfm.net